So how do you choose gratitude when it feels like everything is coming apart? Paul encourages us to rejoice always and to give thanks in everything. And it certainly wasn't because he had it easy. His life was incredibly hard. And he had conflicts, internal conflicts, external conflicts, conflicts with people that he was in ministry with, and certainly conflicts with people who were against him. So it wasn't because life was easy. It was a perspective shift. And so I would love to talk with you about a little bit of a visual that has helped me with that perspective shift that helps me to be able to find gratitude even when life is disrupted. This is Staying Power. It's a podcast for Christian leaders who find themselves facing that burnout, that exhaustion, that fear that they are not going to be able to make it for the long haul. And yet we know that in scripture, we are encouraged in Galatians that we need to keep on pressing on doing good and to not grow weary in it and to know that we will have a reward if we do not give up. And in different seasons, that not giving up looks different. And so in the moments when life is really disrupted and life is really hard, not giving up might just look like pursuing gratitude, even in those moments. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray through a little bit of a gratitude exercise that hopefully will bring some encouragement to your heart as it has for me. So let's pray together. As we just take some deep breaths and settle in the presence of God, the one who loves us, the one who sees and knows better than we even understand ourselves what the circumstances are of our lives and understands the why before we do, sometimes even lets us in on a little bit of it, other times he doesn't and calls us just to trust as we settle into his presence. Here's the invitation. This is something that's been so profoundly helpful for me in the last few weeks. You see, I have been in a bit of a deconstruction season. Have you been there? It's kind of become a buzzword in in Christian circles and a bad word in some Christian circles. And it hasn't been deconstruction of my faith. It's actually been a deconstruction of my own perspectives on what brings value. And (laughs) when I think about deconstruction and the seasons in my life, because I have had a, a deconstruction of my faith season in the past as well. And I think if you walk with Jesus long enough, there will be that moment that dark night of the soul that John of the Cross talks about where you wrestle deeply with things you thought you would never wrestle with. Um, But as I've been working on dismantling some false beliefs and bad practices that I have had and making space for something new in my life, I was given the image of those house renovation shows. You see a couple or a team walk into a house and they'll walk through it with a discerning eye 
and they'll get done and they'll say the bones are good. The foundation is good. The structure is good. There is incredible possibility in this place. And then they sit down at the computer and they map out exactly what it is that they want to do. And then it gets really messy and they come in there and they demolish things. They tear down walls and crush different porcelain structures and and just make the place look desolate. And just when it looks like it could not get any worse, they begin the process of rebuilding. And even in the rebuilding, it's messy and there are changes and surprises along the way that they didn't expect to to find and uh, they have to adapt and overcome. And then they get to that final reveal and you can just see where the bones, that structure that they said was solid and good is still visible, but absolutely transformed. I feel like this is a really good image for some of the seasons that God allows us to go through where he looks at us and he says, the bones are good. You are my child. You are my daughter. You are my son. You have followed me and you have borne fruit for me, but it's time for something new. And so I'm going to take you down to the studs. We're going to get rid of all the mess and the things that maybe you've built up in there that really just don't serve you well anymore. It's time to deconstruct. And then we're going to build something better and more beautiful and more suited to the season that you're stepping into because that old stuff just doesn't fit anymore. And there's messiness and there's surprises to us, not to him. He's the master designer. He knows what he's doing. But man, it's hard and it's painful and we feel that demolition and we feel the confusion when we walk through the rubble of our lives and we go, what good could possibly come out of this? I don't even know what the plan is or how it could possibly look. And then slowly and gently and as only he can, God comes in and starts shaping new things. And over time, we begin to to see a little glimmer, a little glimpse, a little hope Maybe the walls start coming up and then eventually we start to see where all the furniture is going to set into place. And and then finally, paint is on the walls and the hangings are there and the Lord carries us through and shows us a whole new thing that he is doing. I went through that imagery. Did it resonate with you? Can you see parts of your life in the past where you saw those different stages of deconstruction and reconstruction and rebuilding and are experiencing the fruit of God's transformation? Or maybe like me, you find yourself back there again. You thought the renovations were complete and 
the Lord is showing you, nope, we're heading into a new season that requires new things. And we um, are going to build on the foundation. We're going to build on the foundation of the journey that we've had, but it's going to be new. And for there to be new, there has to be some pain first, some painful deconstruction. And so the invitation as we pause before the Lord today is to ask him to show us what we can be grateful for in each of those stages in order to follow Paul's example of choosing gratitude, choosing worship, not because we're being foolishly Pollyanna about it, but because we trust the one who is walking us through those seasons. And so we can say, thank you for being you in those places. And we can also say, this hurts and this is hard. Thank you that I can tell you that. Sometimes that's the only thing we can be grateful for. Thank you for letting me be honest, God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for carrying us through all sorts of different seasons in our lives. And thank you that the longer we walk with you, the more we can trust your faithfulness in each of those seasons. And so for my friends who are praying along with me, Lord, you know the details in their lives and you know what stage of growth you have them in today. Lord, as we look at our lives and we look at the things that we thought would always stay the same, that we thought were really solid, kind of like we're walking into a house that has a lot of great memories and we can walk through the entryway and the dining room and the kitchen and the living room and the bedrooms and we have memories built up in each one and yet we feel that urge, that nudge of the Lord that says change is coming. We're going to have to make some shifts here. God, thank you that even in that uneasiness that you often bring before we even know what's coming next, we can say thank you for what you've done in the places that are so familiar. So just in this moment, pause and thank him for the familiar ways that he's worked in your life and through you. And Lord, maybe maybe we're currently in a season or have experienced a season where we feel you sitting us down at the drawing table and you're pulling up your plans and we don't really understand them, kind of look like a foreign language to us in a certain way. We don't have that architect's eye that you do that sees into the future and understands what needs to happen. But we are very aware, Lord, that you are asking us to let go of what is in order to make room for what is to come. Sometimes we get to participate in that choice and sometimes it's made for us in very painful ways. So God, as we picture ourselves sitting beside you in that designing studio give us the grace and the courage to say thank you 
for loving us enough to journey with us into the demolition phase with a plan so that when it feels like total destruction all around us, we know that it is not completely pointless and worthless in your hands. It's leading us to something beautiful and a restoration that we cannot even fully fathom at this point. So we thank you and we ask you to increase our trust in you and in your perfect plan and in your perfect unfolding and in your perfect timing. Your will be done, Lord. And in the midst of the demolition phase, when we're getting hit by random pieces, chunks of drywall and cabinets and counters and feels like it's all falling down around us and there's just rubble everywhere we look. Thank you that we can be honest with you and shake our fists at the sky and say, oh, Father God, this hurts. This hurts. And I can't thank you for it yet. I can't. It hurts too much. But I can thank you for the times in the past when I have been in the middle of the rubble and you have brought out something new and something beautiful because you bring beauty from ashes. That's what you do. Remind us, those of us who are in the rubble right now, remind us of places where you've brought beauty in the past that we didn't think would ever be beautiful. And build our faith to trust that you will do it once more. You are doing a good thing even in the midst of heartache and struggle and destruction. And then, Lord, maybe we're in the reconstruction phase and we're holding tools we've never held before and we don't know how to use them and we don't know where things go and they all are unfamiliar. I think about when I move into a new house how I don't understand where the light switches are on the wall in the dark. And I can't remember quite exactly where things go. I get frustrated. Even though it's beautiful and new and fresh and exciting, there's frustration because it's not easy yet. It's hard and uncomfortable and mistakes are made. But it's the beginning of something new. So God, for those who are in that uncomfortable but very exciting phase of seeing how things are beginning to come together, Lord, bring that gratitude, the gratitude for the beauty, but also the gratitude even for the discomfort that happens there and the way it stretches us, grows us, and we see ourselves becoming capable of things we never thought we would be. And maybe, maybe, we even see a tiny glimmer of the why for the season of rubble that came before. Thank you for that. Thank you for those glimmers of hope, those glimmers of understanding that give us the grace and the courage to step into a new season and to trust that whatever comes next, it will be good in your hands. Lord, thank you. Thank you for carrying us through it all 
and thank you, thank you, thank you that one day you will do the most epic reconstruction that we can even, just not even fathom. Because you have said you are going to create a new heaven and a new earth where everything is the way that it was intended to be. And we will get to revel in that and rejoice in that. And so sometimes when there is in our mind's eye literally no way to reconstruct on this side of eternity, we can still say thank you that one day all things will be made right and all things will be made new and the pain and the sorrow and the agony will flee and be replaced with everlasting joy. So we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, what you're going to do, and for the future you have in store for every one of us. Let it give us the strength and the courage to persist, to stay in your hands today. In Jesus' name, amen. to come to Jesus with you in prayer. I hope these brief moments we've spent together today serve as a boost for your spirit and an encouragement to keep staying the course in the middle of a busy week of ministry as a Christian leader. If you found this resource to be helpful and encouraging, would you subscribe to the podcast and rate it as well? Those two things allow it to become more visible to others. And would you share it personally with Christian leaders that you know and across your social media? It's it's not a request based on my desire to be known, but rather my desire for us to use the technological resources in front of us to be an encouragement to each other. The reality is there are Christian leaders all over the world who feel incredibly alone. What a gift we can give to each other to say, you're seen actually, and there are others in the trenches with you. And here's how we're surviving, not just surviving, but thriving. Finally, as we end today's time of prayer, I would love to know if there's a specific way that I could be praying for you. You can email me at tarawileylifecoach at gmail.com. My name is T-A-R-A-W-I-L-E-Y, lifecoach at gmail.com. I'd love to be praying with you specifically. Stay strong. Be encouraged. The world needs you, and God is giving you the strength that you need for the calling to lead today.